Amen, amen. What an unbelievably powerful thing to declare together this morning. There's nothing else that we can do than sing hallelujah no matter what our circumstances are. God is good and He is with us and somehow He is at work and He is making all things right. Oh, we, big kids, big, they're coming, they're coming. Big kids, grade four, five, six, off you go. Pastor Rebecca's waving you down. She's got awesome things in store for you. But amen. Thank you for singing with us this morning. What an amazing time that was. And yes, let's turn to God's Word this morning. We're going to open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to read this passage that we're kind of centering this whole uh, theme around over the next number of weeks here. As we talk about practicing the presence of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 14. And we're going to read together a few verses here. Let's read together. It says, Paul says this, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. Again, the gospel right there. So where do we go? So from now on, We regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God has called you to this life that we're reading about. He has died for us and we are alive in Jesus and now we are His and He is calling us to see who He is, what He is doing and how He is moving in the lives of the people around us. He wants us to see them like He does, to love them like He does and to bring them the hope that we have found his presence in the gospel alive in us. Amen? Amen. We are coming, kind of rolling to the end of our ministry year, moving towards the summer where Pastor Scott is going to be preparing some new things for us. He's going to be putting that summer series together and as he prays and discerns where God is leading us through his word in that season before we get to the fall all over again. I'm so excited for the fall already, but we're not there yet. God still has some work for us to do this year, some things he wants to build into us. You guys have no idea how hard it is to put together sermon series and stuff, because again, I am so excited for the fall. We still have to finish this one, and I'm like getting, oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But this is also good where we are, and he's continuing to shape us and mold us for this mission that he has for us in this place, in, in this community, in Leduc, and in the places that we as a church family live and work, each of us together. And so this year we've been exploring 
this idea that God's going to be carrying on that what it means to be a sacred presence in those places. For the presence of God to be so alive in us and working through us to bring the power of the gospel into the lives of others by our presence and by our words. We've wanted to understand what it means to be a spiritual presence in our world, a signpost pointing to the hope of Jesus that our lives and our words would bring peace and hope, conviction and encouragement and awareness of the truth. That God is real and he's here and his spirit is alive. And so we started in the fall to explore this idea of of sacred presence. How each of us are a sacred presence. We started by looking at the fruit of the spirit. The tools that God has given us to live out this mission in his power. And then we looked at the nature of Jesus and the titles that, that, that Jesus was given to help us to understand what he was going to be doing, who he is. And then we looked at what it means that God's presence is already alive all around us as he works to bring people into relationship with himself and with his church, his family. And it's been an amazing journey, and I have been so encouraged and challenged by these things that we've been exploring, and it's been amazing to hear the stories from you as I've been talking and sharing with people of how God has been shaping and molding each of us. We're seeing more and more what we are as a sacred presence and the responsibility and the opportunity, speaking through his word in this journey and showing us what it looks like to live in him. So now we're coming to the next part of this journey. Because this mission is something that, again, God's going to be building into us in, in for years and years to come. This is something he wants us to understand. The position, the place of the church in our culture and our community is changing. And there's a role that he's inviting us, a prophetic and, and sacred role that he's inviting us to help to fill. Our world needs this role more and more each day and desperately needs the sacred presence of Jesus. And so we're coming to the practical part of this, the practice of the presence of Jesus. We want to understand what it is that we are supposed to do with all of these things that God has been speaking to us. How do we live this out What does it mean to be a sacred presence in the world, in the life of someone you know? Is it just trying to be spiritual at them? To be holy at people? What is God inviting us to understand? And so we've looked at different things that God is calling us to do, and we started with serving. That servanthood is a part of the very nature of who Jesus is. And if we want to know him and follow him, if we want to understand him and then share him, we need to have the posture and heart of a servant towards others too. His heart living in us. And then last week, Pastor Scott looked at the practice of teaching. That a part of this mission, this sacred presence, is speaking the truth out loud, actually using our words. There's the old quote from St. Francis of Assisi. He said, 
Preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. And it sounds very beautiful and it's a profound statement, but so often we use a statement like that to kind of lean into the living the gospel more than the using the words part. Because we feel like living the gospel, we can kind of just be nice. And we're doing it then, right? And it's saying the words that we are sinners in need of a Savior is far more intimidating. It feels so much harder. We don't want to look weird. We don't want to offend. We don't want to impose. But we have to speak. We have to say the truth out loud that Jesus is alive. That God is real and He loves us and that death is not the end. There is hope for eternal life. It's both parts. Our actions absolutely matter. Living the gospel is huge. But so do our words. And St. Francis was trying to marry those two things together. And he takes the first two weeks of our series. It was nice of him to look forward all those hundreds of years to our sermon series and put those two things in order. But serving and living the gospel and teaching and speaking the gospel are both hugely important parts of what this looks like. So we need to be praying for that boldness, that passion to serve and to speak, to live this mission that God is calling us into. But today we're going to be coming to our third practice. And it's a hard one. For all the energy and excitement of those first two serving and teaching. Today we're going to talk about the practice of listening and the power of hearing others as we bring them into the presence of Jesus alive in us simply by letting them be heard. Listening is a foundational part of relationship and the gospel is about relationship. God is relationship and we were created for relationship and his work in Jesus is to restore relationship and so as we follow him and live a life filled with the spirit it is relationship that we bring to others. Relationship with God, relationship with others, and even relationship within ourselves as God reconciles our own hearts within us with His. But as wonderful as all of that sounds and as important as it clearly is, listening is not easy. We're not very good at it a lot of times. We don't want to listen even sometimes. We want to act. We're good at acting. We're good at doing stuff. We, we don't want to hear. We just want to fix. And even in our conversations, maybe I'm just telling on myself here, but sometimes we find less that we're listening to what the other person is saying so much as we are just waiting for our turn to talk. When we truly, what we truly need from each other is presence. Because that's the heart of listening and the part that can be so hard. Listening is about presence. It's about relationship. It's about truly being with someone. Connecting with them and seeing them as a person created in the image of God with infinite eternal value and treating them that way. 
In a world that is so busy and so urgent, real listening requires us to stop. It requires us to put our schedule, our agenda, our life on hold. To pause and be present with someone else. It's real and raw and vulnerable. But in that moment of truly listening, we connect with creation itself to relationship as it existed in the garden, truly seeing one another. Genesis 2 says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. That's what we were created for. In that place, in that moment, two people saw each other as fully as could possibly be. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, and there in that place, they could truly hear one another in ways that are lost to us now, a lot of ways, as our minds and hearts are now filled with sin and selfishness and insecurity. Even in our moments of best intention, We are insecure and cut off from each other from what this creation was because of the sin and the separation it has caused. But there, that is what we were created for. And that's what Paul's calling us back to in 2 Corinthians 5 there, to no longer see people from this fallen, worldly, selfish point of view, but for our vision our heart, our spirit, our relationships to be restored to creation. Seeing the other person fully as God made them to be, as God loves them. And in that we begin to see and understand the power of listening. Because it's the power to truly see others as God has created them to be. To see His image, His presence in them and to honor them with the time and attention and presence that they deserve. And the spirit that they were created to know, that is the power of listening. And what God is calling us into bringing His presence by being truly present with others. And He set us the example. Scripture is filled with the promises of God that He will listen to us. And in that He shows us that's what He intended relationship to look like. He wants us to understand the depth and power of listening in relationship because He is God. And He needs nothing from us. And if anything, we've been a headache for Him. But He is love and He is relationship and He shows us relationship by listening to us. 1 John 5, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. 1 Peter 5, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. He hears our burdens and our needs. 
Matthew 21, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. God is listening. Isaiah 65, before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. Psalm 34, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them. Psalm 18, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. Jeremiah 33, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things you have not known. Psalm 145, the Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth he fulfills the desires of those who fear him he hears their cry and saves them our God is alive and he hears us he wants us to talk with him to give him all of our cares and our fears, to share our heart, our anxieties and our struggles, our hopes and our dreams. He is our Father. And He loves you. He wants to know your heart. He knows all things, but He still wants to hear it from you. Like your child or your friend telling you a story you were there for or something you already knew. You saw it happen, but you still want to hear them say it to hear their heart, to share that moment together. Listening is relationship. And God desires relationship with you and He is listening. And so if He is listening, then we need to listen too. And Jesus paints us such an amazing picture of relationship with his Father, giving us the example of what it means to follow, to know God. And these verses in John that we've looked at so many times, Jesus telling us that he only did what he saw his Father doing, that he only said what his Father gave him to say. His life was lived in relationship with his Father, listening and hearing his Father's voice so deeply that he couldn't move without first listening. He couldn't speak without first hearing from his Father, guiding and directing him in mission and ministry and in just being fed and enjoying relationship, desiring that connection that we saw in the garden. That he would pull away to be with his Father, praying and listening. Luke 5, Jesus often withdrew to the lonely places and prayed. He hungered for it. Talking and listening with his Father, seeking that connection, that time, that relationship, to hear his voice, to be fed and to be led and to just enjoy being with him. And if we are filled with His Spirit, then we should too. Because it's what we were created for, and it's where we find our rest. St. Augustine, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. 
So God reveals the nature of relationship as he listens to us. He desires that we would enjoy relationship as we listen to him. And then we can know, we can see the practice of the presence of God lived out in relationship as we listen to others. If God is inviting us to bring his presence into the world, to bring the sacred there, then listening is one of the most powerful tools that we have to do that. Listening makes people feel seen. It shows them value. It puts them first and shows them that they are loved. Again, listening forces us to pause, to stop, and put our agenda, our schedule on hold for them. And it allows them to share their life with us. And again, Scripture is filled with encouragement in this Galatians 6. Carry one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Proverbs 18, to answer before listening, this is folly and shame. James chapter 1, know this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. If we are supposed to be the body of Christ together as the church, the hands and feet of Jesus, then we also need to be his ears. Be able to love people with his heart. Jesus listened to people. He listened to Nicodemus having that conversation with him. He would ask his followers questions to let them speak their heart. He spoke and taught a lot, but first he listened. And let people feel understood so that they knew that he saw them. Listening is a posture of our hearts towards others, showing them that we're not just salespeople trying to convince them of a philosophy or trying to get them on a team. Listening connects our heart with theirs and invites them to understand Jesus rather than pushing a teaching on them. It takes time. And again, we're busy, we're in a hurry, but it's not about fixing people. It's about connecting them to Jesus. It's not even about trying to save them. It's about pointing to the one who saves. Luke tells us an interesting story about Paul when he went to visit the people of Athens. In Acts chapter 17, it says that Paul was waiting there for Silas and Timothy to join him in Athens to continue their missionary journey. And while he was there, Paul was greatly distressed to see that the city was filled with idols. So he talked with them and he reasoned with them. And while he was there, he saw one idol with a very strange inscription. And he says, Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens. I see that in every way you are very religious for as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship and this is what I am going to proclaim to you. 
In presenting the gospel, Paul first spent time and listened. He wanted to understand the hearts of these people, how they lived and what they cared about. He talked with them and debated with them and tried to understand how they saw God so that he would be able to bring them the truth in a way that they would understand. Again, last week, Pastor Scott talked about teaching, and we do need to teach. People need to know the truth of Jesus and the hope of the gospel, but we also need to listen. Jesus could speak to our hearts because he knows our hearts. Paul could bring the gospel to the Athenians because he spent time listening and learning who they were. We need to spend that time with people too. Seeing them, hearing them, listening to them so that God can speak to them too. And to us. It's not just so that we can then speak, but so that we can know relationship. Like we were created for and experience who God is as we spend that time with them together. Listening is such an incredibly powerful part of practicing the presence of God because it connects to the very heart and nature of God himself. God created us not because he needs us, but simply because he wanted to share his love. Love desires to be shared and enjoyed. It's not something to be kept and held away. It wants to grow and be known. And so he's shown us what that love and relationship looks like as he listens to us. And so it's one of the most important things that we can then do to listen to others. And as we do, they will know the very presence of God in their life. And there is nothing more sacred than that. Are you listening? Let's pray together as we continue in worship this morning. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for these stories and truths that you have revealed to us. We thank you for these promises that we read this morning that you hear us, that you are listening, and that in that, you have given us a glimpse of understanding what you created relationship to be. That in that listening, we are present together in a way that is so important and so profound that our hearts are connected in that moment. God, you are relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit existing together in a way beyond what we can understand. But God, it is an example to us of what you meant for our lives to look like in relationship with you and in relationship with each other. So Father, we pray this morning that you would fill us with a hunger to listen. That we would see people with your eyes and see your image placed in them and that we would hunger to connect with that. That even if they can't see it, if it's so buried by sin and hurt and selfishness and loneliness and all the things that we struggle in, Father, that we would still see that glimpse that you placed in them, that image that is there, that we would want to draw that out. That as we spend that time, as your Spirit is present in and among us, that we would connect with you in that person. 
And they would be opened to see and to hunger for that relationship with you too. God, we are busy and we are bad at listening. But God, we pray for that patience. We pray for that humility, that submission. That we would be able to put our lives second and be fully present. As you've called us to do. Forgive us when we have failed, God, and allow us to move forward that we can bring your hope, your presence, your sacred presence into the lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen.